Welcome back, Chiefs fans. I am down in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. We are doing a remote tonight so that Matt Derrick can tell us what I missed or what I need to know and what you need to know about your Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Well, folks, it's been a couple of days. You're able to move on, hopefully. (laughs) The team certainly is. Things will begin to change here real quickly. Matt Derrick from ChiefsIGest.com is with me today because it kind of starts at this point. A lot to go over. There are free agent questions. There are what are they going to do, the draft questions. I'll answer those as we go through the offseason. A lot of just kind of uh, feeling like, Matt, how do you feel about where we are with a couple of days' reflection after that big loss? Yeah, it's. I think we we certainly have started to see the the page start to turn from the 2021 season to the 2022 season. Um, you know, obviously we got a chance to talk to Andy Reid on Monday, and it was kind of a final post mortem on the season. Um, Tuesday we we talked to Brett Beach, and and certainly there was a little bit of wrapping up of 21. Um, but you know, it's really I I think it's. Uh, you know, in one hour head drive right now, they're doing the final exit interviews with the players and the coaches and, and kind of putting a bow on everything. Um, but, you know, right now, I mean, that group is, is starting to turn the page. I mean, some guys, you know, the coaching staff, some of these, that, that group will be taking some time off to kind of decompress from the season. Uh, right now, obviously, it's the busy season for the personnel department and for Brett Beach's group. So uh, they're starting to, to really, even though they've been working on the, the 22 draft and free agency for months now, now it just fits into a new phase. So I think it's definitely still a lot of disappointment, um, but there's optimism because this group feels like that the future is still bright, even though this season did not end the way that they wanted it to. And as Brett Beach told us on Tuesday, uh, a bad day to have a bad day. And now they're moving on and have to just go on to what's next. And it's funny that you mentioned Beach because you did speak today. Like, And, and is that generally how you see this too, just a bad day? I mean, I don't know if there's any other way to look at it. I mean, it was it was certainly a bad half. It wasn't a bad first half, but we talked about it after the game. You know, that was a, a rough second half where everything that could go wrong went wrong for that team, offensively and defensively. And the thing is, is that we've seen it before. It's happened before this season. So, you know, I think that one of the, the solutions that this team has to look at in the offseason is how do you avoid that? Uh, how do you avoid those those slumps, even those, those many in-game slumps that this team has gotten? And and, and Brett Beach echoed something that we've heard from coaches and a little bit of the players, too, during the season, that the worst enemy of the Chiefs this season was the Chiefs. That was the, the one opponent that stopped the Chiefs the most was themselves. And that the answer to how did you stop that, I mean, it's, it's, it's execution. It is certainly game planning. It's game calling. I mean, there's a lot of lot of different pieces and a lot of different ownership for that problem. And that leads to where you're going to start at this point, because leadership in particular is one topic that I think is going to become very, very important, very, very fast. There's leadership on the offensive line. There's leadership on the defense and the secondary in specifics. At this point, with some of the big question marks, how were Veach's comments and how did you take them on guys like Orlando Brown and Tyron Matthews? 
Yeah, I don't think there was there was any doubt really. That, you know, and, and he pointed out what I, I think we've all observed right now, which is that if you look at this roster, um, not a lot of holes on offense. There's not a lot of key names on the offensive side who are going to be free agents. Um, honestly, I mean, your biggest free agents are probably of the type of uh, Andrew Wiley and Byron Pringle. I mean, it's the starters are all locked up. Hit the defense where there's the questions and decisions to be made. Um, Orlando Brown is obviously the one, you know, offensive question mark. But uh, hearing Beach on Tuesday, I, I certainly think that the the franchise tag is probably a very likely option. Um, you know, they could certainly get something done by by March. Um, but I think the expectation would be at this point that you're probably going to see the franchise tag in Orlando Brown, and then that will just kind of kick discussions into the summer. Not dislike what happened with Chris Jones a couple of years ago. So I don't think there's anything to worry about there. Um, I, th- I still think that Orlando Brown, barring a, a drastic change, is still part of this team's future, and it's certainly at least for the short term. Um, the question is, you know, then what do you do on, on defense? And the interesting thing about Tyron is that, you know, Veach made it very clear that Tyron Matthew wants to stay in Kansas City. The Chiefs want him to stay in Kansas City. But there are things that have to happen before that can take place. And, and one is that the Chiefs have got to get some other things figured out. I mean, one certainly is the salary cap. They don't know what the salary cap is officially going to be yet for the 22 season. Um, they've got plenty of flexibility. I mean, they've got the ability to move some money around with contracts like Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones to free up salary cap money. But we've made it pretty clear that they've got some other priorities that they need to address before they get to, to whether or not Tyron Matthews is going to be a part of this team. And very curious to me that both Tyron and Brett Veach both used the language to say that there were factors in that that were beyond the control of both sides. And some of those factors, I mean, the Chiefs, one is obviously salary cap, but two, it's going to be some of the decisions that they make with other players like Frank Clark and Anthony Hitchens and whether they're going to continue to be a part of this team down down the road. So um, I think it's pretty clear that Orlando Brown is kind of one of the more pressing issues uh, that will probably, like I said, be addressed with the salary cap. They want to do something with Matthew, but it's not going to be immediate. And there's going to be some other pieces. Melvin Ingram, I mean, certainly got the indication from him that that's not going to be an immediate uh, resolution, that Melvin's probably going to want to test free agency and see what else is out there. Um, But there's certainly going to have a lot more needs on the defensive side of the football. That's where it's going to be active this year, both probably in the the draft and free agency. I'm looking forward to that. And and we need to talk some of those specifics about how they take those steps to get things lined up for the Tyron Matthew contract or, or if they can be aligned to the point to get there. But if you want to make a bet on this Super Bowl or anything else, you need to check out Bet Online. They have you covered for all the props, odds, lines, and everything that you need to get big on this Super Bowl, the big game of the year. It's just a few days away. And the best at betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your bets for all your sports. They also have podcasts and news this season, so you can get it all in one place. It's not just football. It's all the other things. March Madness is coming. It's about the only other one that I'm interested in. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing options that you have available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. Now, Matt, you mentioned two of the guys, and I was just going to go flat there for it. At, at this point, after what we've seen production-wise uh, down the stretch, I do feel there was an elevation. You mentioned Melvin Ingram, um, the fact that he will test free agency, but I have to think that there is not only interest on Melvin's part to return, but that interest seems sincere from the, the team as well. Do you see that as being true? 
Yeah, I, I think there's definitely interest in having him back. Um, you know, uh, Brett Beach talked quite a bit about just what Melvin Ingram brought to this team, not just on the field, but in the locker room, too. I mean, it was a really good fit, and they certainly thought that he brought some leadership to the team that they, they needed. And obviously, you know, his addition you know, led them to really get back and, and having Chris Jones do what he was good at. If, you know, hey, if this team goes into the offseason and they don't have Frank Clark and Melvin Ingram, then defensive end and edge rusher becomes a huge need. Um, because I think you could certainly question if they don't have those two guys, do you have two starting edge players on this roster right now? And I'm not sure that you can make that case. Um, the, the, have, the Chiefs have some depth there that got challenged with injuries at time this year, but um, uh, nothing proven. I mean, they've got some guys, you know, that, that have been around, but nobody had stepped up and, and taken that, that mantle yet. So, uh, I mean, a couple of big decisions there. And if, you know, nothing comes to, if, uh, hey, if both those guys are not on the team in 2022, you're probably looking at a couple of new pieces there. Mm-hmm. I think you, we can also give props uh, to a guy that I thought played a couple of nice games here in the postseason. Um, didn't get a ton of reps, but Mike Dana is a guy that, yes, you saw some flashes from him. I can feel fans already wanting to go there. Is he a starting level player in this league? I don't think he's there yet. I think he is best in relief where the number of snaps are kept low so that he can be as explosive as he possibly can. I thought we saw that this postseason, and that was a bit of a progression for me. Um, He would be probably, I think, an option to be the third defensive end on this team. Does that ring true with you, or do you think that they need more depth than that in terms of should Mike Dana be the fourth? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that I think Dan has made a case that he could certainly be the number three on this team. But you're right. I mean, um, we haven't seen him put together a complete game. We've seen him play very well in, in small stretches, and and probably once again, I mean, it's he's a better suited for for specific matchups and specific situations. Um, I thought pretty effective against the run at times, but you know, and it's just that he hasn't always been a consistent edge rusher. And honestly, I mean, that was kind of what he was coming in the kind of college, too. I mean, he, he has kind of been what he was. We haven't seen him take that next step to the next level to be a, you know, a proven starter in this league. I mean, he's at this point kind of proven himself to be a, a number three or number four at that spot. So, I mean, in, unless he takes a big leap, you know, I think it's it's a it's a, it's a big, big <laughs> just a wish at this point if you're if you're projecting him as a starter next year yeah on the flip side that brings us to you know the number one defensive end on this roster I don't think there's any way that Frank Clark can survive another season at this contract the team certainly can't allow that at the end of the day it, it comes down to me can they reach an agreement would they want him back at a reduced salary if he's willing to take that what's your gut instinct tell you yeah, uh, I, I think it's it's really interesting because I think that, you know, Frank Clark is certainly very happy in Kansas City. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And, you know, he, he told us after the game on, on Sunday that, you know, he, he wants to stay in Kansas City. He feels like the Kansas City is home. Um, but right now he has a $26.3 million cap hit for next year. And, and that's just with the production, uh, it's not sustainable. I mean, you're you're not getting that kind of production out of him and the Chiefs can say $14 million against the cap by, by parting ways with him. Is there a in-between solution where you get that number down and you can keep Frank Clark? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a, there's a possibility of that, particularly if, if Frank, I think, you know, realizes his circumstances. I don't, I don't know that the market out there is going to be very strong for Frank um, since he's still dealing with some off the field issues and, 
Um, you know, I, I don't know that there's a team out there that would be really, you know, willing to give him even, you know, a strong prove it deal. I mean, it still may be that the most money available to him is staying in Kansas City. And certainly in a defense that he's comfortable in and has been productive, but just once again, not $26.3 million against the cap productive. So I, I certainly feel, still think that there's a possible place in Kansas City for Frank Clark, but it, there's certainly going to have to be some movement on the numbers. So the question becomes for Frank Clark, yes, he, he is your starter at this point, but even on a $10 million or even an $8 million contract, the question for me becomes is, at that salary level, and given your experience, what we've seen has been regression, not progression for Frank Clark. Can you really afford to make him, even at a reduced salary of that level, the primary pass rusher on the team? Or is it just time to move on, get younger, and quite frankly, get speedier at the edge position? Yeah, I think there's certainly an argument to be made there. And once again, I mean, it's going to be, you know, how do you address that? I mean, the Chiefs certainly need some experience. That's the one thing that if you don't have a Frank Clark and you don't have a Melvin Ingram, that they're certainly going to lack on the edge. I mean, there's going to be experience. So, but once again, I mean, we do know that getting edge rushing skills on the free agent market is expensive. I mean, it's, it's one of the more pricey position, you know, positions out there. So now what you can do is maybe you can, you can, you can get certain skills um, at an affordable rate. Getting a, a pure speed rusher is going to be tough, um, but you can get other types of, of edge rushers that are out there. I mean, there's going to be some free agents, maybe some familiar names, you know, maybe like an Emmanuel Ogba or somebody in that kind of model. Um, could be available. Uh, certainly the draft is an option, but where the Chiefs are drafting isn't going to necessarily be a, a slam dunk prospect unless you really mine for some gold. So there's not a really easy answer there to me for that question. I mean, and the Chiefs are going to be in that spot in a couple of positions because remember, you know, right now that they at least have one of their top edge rushers under contract. They don't have two of their top three safeties under contract. Um, they don't have one of their top three corners under contract. They've got some other starting positions to address on the defensive side and, and not necessarily a ton of money to do it. So where you put your money is going to be a question. Yeah, and putting money is what it comes down to, folks. We're going to go through with the rest of our offseason primary here, but what tasks have to get done. But I got to tell you, it's a new year. There's new resolutions like correcting some of these issues for the Kansas City Chiefs. Whether it's getting fitter, getting healthier, Built Bar can help you. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and it's even better because it's got 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. This is a small meal in a bar that doesn't put you behind the eight ball, that allows you to live your life healthier and leaner for all of you. And they're covered in real chocolate, so you get a little taste of what you're looking for as well. There's a thousand new flavors. They're constantly coming out with them, folks. That is a disclaimer. That is an exaggeration on my part. Not a thousand, but there's a lot of new flavors. Uh, <laughs> my favorite still happens to be coconut almond. I just want you guys to know, all you got to do to experience for yourself is go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. The promo code is LOCK15 for 15% off of built.com and all their wonderful built bars. Building is what we have to talk about, Matt, because like you just mentioned, and, and that's why I wanted to jump to this, because it's one thing to have the front. You have some questions here now at DB. Certainly the tyrant thing is going to take care of the tyrant thing, but the cornerback position, you are going to most certainly have to move on from Anthony Hitchens. That puts you at a deficit there in terms of being able uh, to get to the base in a way that you feel that you can defend the run, especially against some of these teams that as the pendulum swings back and they want to attack the Chiefs with the run some, I think that's going to be important. 
do you have a priority of, of those two or is there another one that I'm not even thinking of? No, I mean, I think you've hit on it right there. And, you know, and certainly a big part of what the Chiefs do this offseason is is honestly going to be just how much faith that they have in Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. If those are two guys that the Chiefs feel are every down linebackers for the future, then then, yeah, I mean, that's a position that you can you can get some depth. The Chiefs certainly need some some there. Um, but they're, they're certainly their hope is that those two guys are ready to take the leadership, that those two guys can be the starter. Uh, I think that in a lot of ways they feel like that they got more out of Nick Bolton than they were certainly expecting in year one. Um, it's going to be a little bit, you know, of what was year two for Willie Gay as far as a progression standpoint. I mean, once again, the injuries have been an issue. Um, there's been some other issues, you know, with, as far as his development goes and his maturity goes. So it's there are some still some questions there, but if the Chiefs feel like they can trust those two guys at the top, then yeah, I mean, and and I can't, I'm not going to close the the book completely on Anthony Hitchens. I mean, but once again, it's going to be the reality that at the end of the season, Anthony Hitchens was a part time player; he wasn't a full time starter anymore. And if that's the reality, you just can't carry a cap number like a full time starter. Uh, once again, if there's if 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 Anthony Hitchens is willing to to stay for lesser money, that's still an option. Um, but it, once again, it, it comes down to priorities. And I thought it was, you know, kind of interesting. I, uh, Brett Veach on Tuesday kind of bristled a little bit uh, at the insinuation that, you know, he maybe doesn't spend that much money on the corner position um, and goes a little bargain shopping. Uh, honestly, I mean, some of that has been just that the Chiefs have been willing to pay at the corner spot, but they haven't been willing to to pay for what it took to get the guys they wanted because they really honestly felt that in, in the free agency the last couple of seasons, the guys that they targeted went well over the price that they were willing to spend. If if there's a value for a veteran free agent in the corner market, Brett Beach is willing to go there. It's just that he's he's felt that he's found you know better values elsewhere. You could argue with that. Maybe maybe they didn't work out that way, but that's been his feeling. So I, I can't necessarily rule out that eventually one day. Brett Veach is going to find the corner that he wants and, and, and be willing to pay for him. Maybe that corner is on the roster. Maybe they re-signed Chaveris Ward at a number that's health, that's, that's good for them. Um, but I, I can see why, you know, Chiefs fans, certainly until that happens, they're going to have some questions about just how much willing resources the Chiefs are willing to put into that spot. Yeah, that's my question because right now I, I'm questioning whether value is the goal. At this point, I think performance has to be catamount over everything else, especially if you have the prospect – of Juan Thornhill being your elder statesman at the safety position, we have to imagine that at least one safety in Dan Sorensen is likely not going to be on this roster next season. So my goal would be to bolster the corner spot, as you've seen that that's been the weaker this particular season in terms of play. A, do you agree with that? And B, do you think that this is a, a bit of a sea change in that philosophy that V just had about the corners? Well, and once again, I mean, it comes back to the you gotta you gotta bolster one or the other of edge or corner because those two positions are basically one impacts the other. I mean, the better edge play that you have, the the lesser quality of play you can get away with at corner. The better corner play that you have, maybe you can get a little bit away with a little bit lesser play at the edge. I mean, you don't want it to be that way, but you know, in the NFL today, and especially with the way that the Chiefs are with the cap, and especially what they're doing on offense that's probably the position that they're always going to be in. I mean, that's just a perpetual decision that they're going to have to make. And that that dividing line, that balancing line is tough. Now, what makes it easier is if you hit on some draft picks. And, and that's at least one area where the Chiefs have performed better. They've been finding better value in the drafted corner than they have in some other positions. So you got to hope that maybe that continues. But they still, I mean, that they've they've got to they've got to find those some of those solutions in the draft. They can't just be going into free agency every year 
trying to shore up corner and, and the edge rusher spot. Let's hope that that's new, folks. You can check out Matt Derrick at Chiefs Digest. He's locking down the Chiefs content. He's locked on with us here on the podcast. Matt, thanks for your time. As always, Ryan, have fun down there, man. Knock on wood. We'll see what happens, folks. We'll have more from you down here from Mobile, as well as Chris will be back tomorrow. Thank you for your time listening to us today, and we will talk to you tomorrow.